my nature name was Lightning. Lightning! Oh. Lightning. And if it's okay with you, I'd love to call you Lightning. You call me Lightning. <laughs> Glad it's happening, buddy. Man, I can't believe it. I've been looking forward to this one for so <laughs> Before it was even in the books, I knew it was gonna happen. Discipline stoners. What's your discipline? What's your discipline? You a stoner? That's cool. So are we. So are we. I'm high a lot. It's weird to finally say that with pride. I'm high a lot. Being high has helped me with my anxiety. It's helped my social skills. Love and light. Welcome to Discipline Stoners Podcast with your host, Eleven. And my name is Winnie. And we are the gateway drug to mindfulness. And welcome back to another episode of Discipline Stoners. I'm your host, Eleven. My name is Winnie, and, and we, we are, are the gateway, gateway drug to mindfulness. mindfulness. And, and today, we have my guy. Oh, boy. You know when sometimes you just meet someone and you're like, yo, that's my guy, you know? And it's vibes. So we have someone who, it was his first drop in the OCS this week. Um, he's, a, he's a family man. He's a farmer man. He's a family business. Uh, he has some, some tough family, even that has graced the NHL. He's doing hot drops. His strain right now is blowing up everywhere. And he is, as I said, our guy. Put your hands together for Wallace of Primo. <laughs> what, what an intro. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to the dude. show. Man, I, I've been looking forward to this pod for a long time. So thank you guys for having me here. My absolute pleasure. And we're somewhere different today, guys. Yeah. Yeah, look at this. Look at this beautiful background it's, we have. It's your first time uh, here, but it's also our first time here. Yeah. So well, like, not our first time here, but our first time. No, it's my friend, my friend Rob, uh, Robert Sachs. He has the, the Meta Milky Way. And this is the Sachs Gallery. And it's so cool in here. And it will not be the last time. Yeah, we're definitely going to force ourselves in this space more often. <laughs> but... So we met um, just like a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, maybe? Yeah, it's funny. When we had met, I'm going to give you the light. I'm, I'm terrible, eh? I'll pocket no, you No, you're good. <laughs> I'm just going to put some smoke in the air. We had met actually at the Can Expo. I think it was around like the 23rd of March. Yes, yeah. that's right. And I was like, talk about being thrown into the fire. We did uh, the Tether Buds thing had going on on Sunday at the Can Expo. So they gave me a table. I was able to hand out some samples and stuff to the bud tenders. And... I think we're, lighter, all, sorry. we're going to light our one up. Yeah. And I just remember you guys came in, it was just like right away fireworks, you know? <laughs> was that your first expo? That was my first expo. <coughs> what? And that was my first time ever. And was, the whole weekend, it was, uh, it wasn't like it was super packed busy. I mean, it was, uh -uh. I think that was their first time too, yeah, the Can Expo. Like. Um, yeah, and, it was the first one. And we were hosting the stage. Yeah, and that's actually the first time that I saw you guys were was up hosting it, and you had the you had the the matching green jumpsuits on and <laughs> yes. stuff too, right? And I was going, who are these two? You know, like, and it was just such good energy. And then so uh, the whole weekend it was uh, just going through the vibe of being at an expo for the first time, coming out as primo, and then on yeah. Sunday we did the tether buds, and talk about like I said, being thrown into the fire. It was like 300 bud tenders came through. What are through tether buds? So tether is a organization that trying to, I guess, brings all the bud tenders in to sample out new product, get oh, education. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, cool. so if, if anyone's, 
should see for next week uh, is Cannabis Wiki in London. <coughs> yeah. And uh, we've signed up with Tether again to... Shout out uh, Cannabis Wiki. Uh, Big Jackie time. Child. We love Derek. Um, Jessica, I think, is in that. Yeah, cool. Okay, so you're doing that. So I'll do that. So I just put together uh, 200 samples of the lava and 200 samples of our dough. And 200 samples for me. <laughs> and 200 samples That we're going to smoke before you go <laughs> on this show. So, so Tethers, you know, they were really cool. They, they invited us out for Sunday for the Can Expo, and that's where I met you guys came through. Mm -hmm. And we got that iconic shot where I'm in the back and you guys are, you know. Yeah. And uh, after that, I think the next time I saw you was at the Blunt Fiction Party on 420. Got loud, shout out. Such a good party. <coughs> that was a great party. Yeah, I really like that one. And bro, I mean, you, your energy attracted us. I'm very abundant. Abundant is a big uh, term in my reformation of my ego identity. It's a lot of my mindfulness that we later connected on. Sorry to cut you off in the time steps, how we, how we started connecting, but I just wanted to give you some feedback on like the vibe, especially on like Canna Expo is you embody, I feel, how cannabis should be treated. You care for it personally. You have an intimate connection with it. You're trimming these buds that are hitting the OCS with your family. Yeah, every single bud that's out there has gone through my hands. And you share it. And you, when we saw you at Can Expo, there were a lot of people trying to get you like sign up with a QR code and and like just corporate moves. Like it's like I catch that play as soon as I'm because I've been doing those kind of um, before I went full time with music before the podcast. I, I did those like trade shows as a promo model. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I I know all the plays. Like I know all the data collection plays. I was one of the people paid yeah. to convince you to do it. And not that hey yo get your get your audience bro track your data. But when it comes to the plant, I not only want to hear the story, like I'm interested in this guy and his big, lovely smile, <laughs> but I need to try the fucking weed, bro. Like, keep your fucking Frisbees. Give me some flour to smoke. I want to see what you're about for real. Like, let, like as a producer, like, let me hear your beats. You're going to fucking tell me what type of genre your beats are? You're going to play one. Like, and you just give, like, in that loving essence of how weed is really supposed to be given. So I wanted to give you your props publicly for that. Right. Cannabis has always Thank been you. a so it's a social thing, you know? Like, we'd all get together, smoke, hang out. And so I felt a little bit like a duck out of water when I went to Can Expo because, right. like I said, it's my first time. I'm more comfortable in the grow room. You were the real, though. You were the real energy out of all the, I mean, no hate and no shade. And I love some of the other vendors. But you were the one that I was like, that's weed. That's so how it's supposed to be treated. And so I'd love to hear, um, and I agree with everything Eleven just said, and also that like, um, because some people have been grinding it out for a few years, they're a bit, I would say, tired, it's and tough. there's some yeah. fear starting to creep in. I for think sure. for for people, so you know, it's easy to kind of say, "Hey, you're new, and you're you're pumped, and you're excited uh, to get into this industry." But what's your history yeah. with weed? Where yeah. did this all start, and uh, why did you want to get into the legal market? It's funny because uh, you would think by now I've been ground down to a, you know a no. <laughs> like the amount of stuff that I've had to overcome just from launch day forget about the application oh my God. process but I mean like our launch day like we got licensed March 12 2021 and oh, since, fuck, dude. since then it's Holy taken me this shit. long to Damn. get into my own home province and like we literally just launched on Monday so it was a June 5th launch congratulations and, and, and it was it was a you know for me it's like a it's hard to put it into words because I've been chasing it for so long. I've had so many ups and downs. I mean, there's been times where I've been like, 
you know, I, what did I get myself into? I feel like I've dug myself into a hole. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you ever want to quit? You know, I've never gotten to the point where I'm like, I got to just lay down and die. I'm just yes. going to end up cutting stairs out of the earth and getting myself <laughs> out of the hole. And so there's been a lot of ups and downs. And so when I decided to come out and, you know, my background, I'm a legacy grower. I've had my MMAR since I was 19. So my Sorry, whole, what's an MMAR? Marijuana for medical uh, access regulation. So Copy it's the that. very first uh, medical program for cannabis in Canada. You know, so my family, I've been part of that whole journey of, you know, being with medical cannabis, being a legacy grower that, you know, we never really stood up on the mountaintops and said, I've got really good weed. This is, you know, what I do. Like, it's always been kind of a closed doors sure. more thing, right? right? Right. I mean, you get together with your, you know, your fa- your friends and your family. You smoke. It's a very good time. But there's also that stigma that existed out there that I never did that. So I felt like a duck out of water going to these expos. And it's like, I'm now here, you know, repping and promoting. Here's my card. Here's my number. You know, like, come find me. With talk to me. these cool things that are full of weed. If you're going to give one of these, put weed in it, okay? And this Yeah, don't 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 give this guy any frisbees, okay? Like Yeah, he's very serious I'm about such it. A jerk. When no, um no, this is so good and I mean lava cake. No, sorry, keep going. When did you start growing? So what what uh, like so how many years ago? I my first I I'll give you my first plants. My first plants I was 14. Okay. Anybody out there, I I'm bound to tell you that, you know, you shouldn't touch cannabis and you shouldn't do anything with cannabis if you're under the age of majority. But this is just speaking from my own personal uh, We views. got the disclaimer, baby. The disclaimer's out there. Okay, like anybody but, listen, mom and dad. Don't if, come at know. us. But, but from the guy himself. I started growing at 14. And it's funny, uh, we, you know, we so were if just. if you want to be a grower, don't worry about it. I was kind of reliving the other day, you know, my history with cannabis and growing up with cannabis. And the number one thing when I think about cannabis, the feelings that I get are the same feelings that I get when I think about my mom. Mm. Because my whole relationship with cannabis has always been through my mom. That was my first introduction of like, you know, what's mom doing? She was going to the Up and Smoke concert with, you know, Dre and Snoop and Exhibit, and I'm going, mom, can I come with you? I'm only a, you know, I'm born in 91, so I'm just a young kid. You're born in 90, oh, yeah, so I'm, I'm younger than us. You know, and You're so- You're born in the 90s? I'm born Shit, in the bro. 90s. <laughs> I was almost born in the 90s. I missed it by a week, 89. Yeah, so for me, I was too young to go to the concerts, but I see mums rolling up and, you know. I I did a live band cover concert of the Up and Smoke tour. Really? Where I did the Eminem parts from What's the the Difference. I I, I actually saw the clips of that. Yeah, Yeah, that was killer. That's my favorite. For you to bring that up, that's my favorite shit. Well, that's, you know, (laughs) that was mom. She was getting ready. She's going out to the concert, and I'm like. I love your mom. Shout out mom. Shout out Mama Primo, man, because that, I wouldn't be here I wouldn't have the relationship I do with camps, the passion I do for repping Primo's mom's maiden name. And I wanted to just come out and rep her and just, you know, carry on that good feeling that I have. And if someone else gets it smoking, this is your mom's maiden name. Primo's my mom's family name. So I I, love this even more. You constantly go up in my books. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) so cool. (laughs) You know, I just I just wanted (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to come out, be myself and rep my family and that's it and just do be who I am. That I is the most admirable shit to fucking do. Hold it down for the fam, give your gift to the world, keep it close to the heart. It, the Expo's doing it. It's a scary thing at first for me. I've kind of gotten used to them now. Yeah. Um, but at first it's like, 
because I'm putting myself out there, what if I get rejected? You know, like it, I take it to heart. So how do you, how did you prepare mentally to potentially, because every time you step on stage, every time you go to these conferences, every time you go into a business meeting, fuck, every time you go outside, there could be a huge risk of failure. And we all yeah. have to walk ourselves out of that pre-paralyzing doubt. What are some of the mental processes that you've gone through to prepare yourself to execute? So I try and practice cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. So I try and stop any any thought patterns that could be negative or could interfere with, you know, me coming out um, and having a good time. I try and stop those things. I try and correct myself and say, you know, and if I look back, it's funny, more exposure that you get. I look back and I think like, look how many people I've, I've, I've kind of touched and been around and, yes. and the people that I have really touched me and everything's been so good that all of those fears, I just did lift on the weekend. I didn't have, I literally walked into the place like I felt uh, you go from like being a junior in high school to a senior. Yes. That you walk around and it's like, hey, what's going You're on? The you cool just, kid. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, the first time it was like I needed someone to kind of hold my hand. <laughs> you know, no, I feel you, you were the, um, like the infusion of light at Lyft. <laughs> yeah, you were like, <laughs> was it good? I Lyft, feel like you would have been super popular, like your booth. I didn't. So, I didn't get a chance to leave my booth all day. Yeah. And in fact, uh, 419 came and strictly hippie on Instagram. It strictly is my friend. So she comes out and sh I told her, listen, if I'm not out of here, you know, in the next hour, just pull me by my ear. Because yeah. I literally felt like there was a chain wrapped around my ankle. I couldn't leave the booth because, <laughs> you know, there's so many people. It's like rows and rows of people yeah. coming up to see us. And, you know, and then you get into this mode that I went into a time warp. It was like all of a sudden. I know. Isn't that yeah. so interesting? That happens. Yeah. yeah. That really, I think that time warp is a um, example or a like under, um, I don't know what the right word is, but like an example of being in the present moment. Like that's how yeah. you can kind of yeah. like, when you slip up out of that, it's like, whoa, that was, that's really what presence feels like. I always like the example, Albert Einstein used to say, like if you put your hand on the burner for two seconds, it feels like 10 minutes. Yeah. But if you talk, you know, if you talk to someone you really like for 10 minutes, it feels like two seconds. It's that yes. whole relativity thing. So yes. I, I felt that or else I was like, oh, my God, I haven't left. I haven't you know, gone to the bathroom. I haven't had a drink. It's Aww. like and it's like 430 and I'm going like, you know, what has happened this whole day? <laughs> Fuck. And it's nice at the end because my wife will go like, you know, oh, you know, so tell me about it. And I kind of just have like a catalog. I start from the beginning yes. and I go through it. And by the time I'm like. I'm going through it minute by minute. I go, I just did it for four or five hours. I know. It's going to take replay. another four or five hours to tell you what happened. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm no good at that. Well, when he asked yeah. me what happened, I'm like, I don't know what was said. I can't remember. <laughs> he doesn't like to reiterate stuff. I'm, I'm in the present. I'm <laughs> yeah. too deep in the present, and I'm dreaming into the future. So when she's like, what did they say? I'm like, I you're going to have to talk to them. I don't know. Well, it's been it's been coming up <laughs> for me. there. It's been coming up for me lately that I'm like, I just trip out about everyone's individual experience because I really feel like we're all living in our on, on our own earth. Like each for one sure. of us are just living on, in, because we can't, we can theorize how, you know, our friends feel or how our loved ones feel and what they go through their day. But like, I go through so much in a day. Like I, when we're apart, I think you probably don't know like 80% of my life, like day at yeah. least, you know? Yeah. And that's so trippy because then I'm like, that means I don't know 80% of your shit. Like, and what went on for you? It's, and then it the really... 10% I'm straight up lying about. 
<laughs> so it's like 90. <laughs> <laughs> all, you know what? Yeah, all that's... you got to do is watch the live videos. <laughs> okay? Because he catches you up on when you're gone. That's what he, you know, I all always... comes out and he does oh these videos. Oh, my God. That's so true. I don't watch them back. He, we just had a discussion about this this morning. He's like, did you watch the live? I'm like, no, bro. I'm living my life. She's <laughs> like, I get enough of you. I don't need you in my ear as soon as I wake up. Dude, so um, you said your wife. How, how long have you guys been together? So... We're both from Georgetown, Ontario. Hey. Shout out Georgetown. <laughs> Shout out to Georgetown. I used to go, uh, when I, my grandparents are from Georgetown, my family's from Georgetown. You know, when I came in grade nine to high school, I went to Christ the King, but only because I had some cousins who were in grade 12 already there. And I was like, you know, again, you're starting off as a junior, you don't know anybody. So yeah. I just went wherever the family was going. That's where I went. I ended up getting kicked out of that high school. We would have been friends. <laughs> I was going to say, I had 29 suspensions by the time I was in grade 10. It was, you know, it wasn't working out. <coughs> what was it? Class clown shit or fights? Um, never fights. Never fights. <sighs> nice guy. Maybe one time there was a fight, but it was it was more like, you know. Did you sprout yet? Because you're a big boy now. Yeah, I was, no, I was, you know. I no used one to wants to fight the big kid. I was a short, chubby well, kid who liked video games, you know. That was my oh, whole thing. Weird. We were similar that way. So... Video games were the best in our age group growing up. And I was short and fat. Oh, that was the greatest. Yeah. So I get kicked out of Christ the King. I walk down the street to Georgetown District High School, and they're like, listen, it's mid-semester. The only course we can really get you in, you can maybe get into these ones, but the only real course you have to take is parenting. And so I was like, okay, fuck it. Put me in. Let's do it. And so I actually met my wife grade 11 in parenting class we're going on 15 years next month oh, oh man F- decade and a half club decade and a half were, did you get together in high school or you just met we did. you did get together oh, yeah. high school together. sweethearts yeah, that's literally together. non-existent anymore yeah she's like you know what she's the my first kiss and will be my last kiss and that's oh, you know like it's, that's, i love that yeah so yeah. and we've been smoking weed ever since you know like <laughs> i feel you on that winnie's per, like geez pretty much the only person i've considered Consistently had sex with. <laughs> like I've I've been with her since eighteen. So like, yeah. how many things can you really yeah. get going efficiently as a young guy? Yeah. Just didn't do girlfriends. You got to keep it fresh. Oh, <laughs> That's right, and it's like a new person every three years, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every like th- she changes. Like the individual that you love, her heart and soul is still there, but the yeah. but the ego identity, the human yeah. making the rules of their experience is very much fluctuating the whole time. Anyone that says they've been with the same person for ten years, I'm like, you're not paying attention. You know what I like telling people? I like that analogy of the, used to say there's three masks people wear. One that everybody, you know, you show to everyone, one you only really show to your close friends, and then there's the one that you really only show to yourself. Basement Grow Show just talked about that. No. The same concept Grower Joe brought up. Yes. Shout out to Basement, man. They've, they've been with us on Instagram since like day one. Oh, they found us on there, out. you know. Yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it is interesting. I love. I. It's so interesting that some things just are too vulnerable to, and and that society has sort of uh, molded us in in a way. You know, even for those you know anarchists, there's there's some constructs and stuff that we live within based on how we grew yeah. up and all of these things. So that that's sort of the everyone mask, right? Like, and then when you're alone, you can just be the filthy pieces of shit that we all are. <laughs> We are just like an animal. That's so. You know what's a good example of how interconnected my wife and I are? Um, we're listening to the radio the other day. We're driving, and it's one of those 
Uh, it's not really anti-cannabis ads, but it's one of those ones that is basically an anti-cannabis <laughs> ad. shade like yeah. a bitch. Yeah, and the voice that comes on is this, like, must have just turned 19, right out of the choir. Like, it's such a high-pitched <laughs> voice, young guy, and he's going, you know, if you smoke cannabis, you know, like... Basically, like, he's going to rat you out if you don't. <laughs> and we both looked at each other and we we're like, Miss Finster, Miss Finster, because we used to watch The Recess, this TV show. We both said it at the same time. You know Recess. Right? Like, oh, my God. You know, it was, you know, it was Randall. Randall from Recess used oh. to rat out the other kids for having fun. Fucking and that was dude, no one likes a rat. And you're advertising on behalf of, like, this system or anti-weed as the rat. Like, you're coming yeah. clean with that. Like, what type of virtue signaling bullshit is that? That's so funny. And also just like, oh, man, these commercials, I suppose, are a step up from, like, what we, what everyone got in, like, the 70s, it's you better know? better than Reefer Madness. But, but, but still, like, let's talk about what cannabis doesn't do for a second. And, like, it doesn't, generally speaking, make people, like, idiot crazy like alcohol does. Yeah. So, like, there, I get why there's, you know, Mothers Against Drunk Driving because a bunch of people started driving drunk when we didn't know and some bad shit happened. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck, like, maybe, but, like, that doesn't, ha that hasn't really happened. The bad shit like, hasn't happened no yet with cannabis. The only data you have on weed is it was renamed marijuana to convince a privileged whites not to smoke it like that's like your whole thing is a backing of a racist campaign yeah. like that's where's the any data points that says it slows you down or anything like it's so funny I don't know well you know on top of that yesterday I did my little Guelph tour because we just launched I'm like I gotta go Love see that. all my Good local job. clubs retail stores so right away I hit up Aaron Act in Georgetown all you know the, the people who are primo family you know we're in like that farmer's market area. So yesterday I decided I'm going to go to Guelph and uh, I go to Pure downtown. My buddy Jay Monsoon runs the shop. So I went to go see Jay next to both, like both sides of his shop. I don't know if you guys have been downtown Guelph. They cut off a mm -mm. portion. They basically cut off a portion of the road and they build out these little outdoor patios. Oh, I super love cool. Vancouver did that, I think. Yeah, cool. Guelph, Guelph does it really cool. So he's got a cool. pub on his right, a pub on his left. They both have these beautiful patios where you can go and sit out and everything. And he's got this space in between that's been walled off. What? And I'm like, man, why aren't you doing something with this space? Like, you should be putting out some chairs, like a tent, you know? like. And you can smoke a joint out front yeah. of the shop. No, no, the city won't let us because it's cannabis. Even though we're, you know, Fuck they've off. given us the permits to run the stores. They won't allow anything for outside. I'm going like, you got products now like she Soda, right? Like, shout out to Matt. Hey, right? yeah. Chirk Norris. And I'm like, oh, you know, there's all these cannabis beverages now. There you go. That's There's what your consumption. Answer. That's why yeah. I think a bunch of consumption lounges are going to pop up pretty Here's quickly, and it'll be it'll be beverages and edibles that yeah. you can consume in the space. Can you do me a Can't favor? be smoke yet. Can you explain this? Forever. Oh yeah, let's talk about <laughs> what what you got on the market. That's absolutely your yes. Fire and why it's so good. Like, do you meditate with it? Because the love, you can feel the love. These moms have been with me for you know, quite a while. I've got such a respect for my lava cake. Um, so and, do we. And I'll give you, you know what I'll do? So do we. I'll so go, does everyone. I'll go into booth mode right now. Go! So when yeah, someone comes up, I go, hi, how's it going? Uh, you know, this is my lava cake. I usually have my two little smelling jars that I can get everybody to take a look and smell and interact with that flavor. And I tell them, my lava cake is a grape pie, thin mint cookie cross, Camarado genetic. it's grape pie. Grape pie. That's why it's so fucking Crossed good. with the thin mint cookie. And that grape pie is such a rock hard, bud 
that it transitioned over to the phenol of the lava that it's we have. It's making me rock hard, bud. That's making you rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I go into, you know, like we have 2.2% terps, carefully dominant. And I like telling people about the terps because yeah. uh, when I was at Can Expo, the other person I really met that, there was a few people that really changed how I interact with people and how I understand Primo, actually. Um, High Ladies mm-hmm. Podcast was one. Shout Lo- out High Ladies. Love the High Ladies. Onel from Officially Canvas Related is another one. Um, you know, one of the guys that I met, though, was running the MCQ booth, Kyle. And we just hit it off because my background on Métis, so I went right over yes. MCQ, like, right on. I love seeing an Indigenous, you know, presence at these shows. Yes. And we hit it off. He was such a good guy that he got back into Toronto, I guess, after doing a tour with him. He's like, I'm having a small little birthday party at a Japanese karaoke bar at like Sherborne and Front Street. Yes. And so I was like, okay, cool, man. I know that's fine. I was like, okay, cool. I'll come out and hang with you. And he just dropped so much knowledge on me about, like talk about somebody who knows their stuff about terpenes. He's like, it's like aromatherapy. Like that is what guides the high that you're actually getting. It's not the THC. It's the combination of yeah. terpenes that you experience. So Yes, exactly. It's the entourage effect. Yeah, so my lava cake, it's carefully dominant, so it's very soothing. Mm, I feel soothed. You feel... <laughs> so caryophylline, what, what is the is flavor? That, so that's the lava What's there. What's the yeah. flavor note of caryophylline? Um, it's got a bit of an earthy, peppery yeah, taste like to it. Pepper. Some yeah. people get chocolate notes, red wine notes. I mean, what I, I tell like everybody that. is... I, it's unctuous, it's savory. I don't really like telling people what it smells like because everyone's red is different. Mm. You know, like, and I like actually, uh, it's funny, speaking of the briefcase for uh, Pulp Fiction, the reason I got is uh, Got Loud. Got Loud was doing this Blunt Fiction party. It was like a Pulp Fiction theme. It was the best 420 party. It was awesome. So I wanted to go with the extra step. I got the briefcase. I hooked up the lights in it. So when you open it up, it glows just like Pulp Fiction. Fuck yeah. And why I don't really like telling people about the, you know, what they're going to smell or what they're going to feel is the same thing Quentin Tarantino did with that film. You never know what's inside that briefcase because then it becomes your own thing about what was in it. And I like to hear back from people what they experience rather than me set a seed in their mind that this is what you're going to experience. I like to hear someone say, oh, it tastes like, you know, chocolate, coffee, wine. And you kind of go from there and go, okay, you know, like right on. I yeah. really like that. <clears throat> That's really cool. I haven't actually heard that like perspective in the legal market. Like I feel like, uh, you know, brands coming out the gate in the last couple of years, they've really pushed like education. Yeah, they tell you Everyone's how pushing you feel. education. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and w- Sounds which, familiar. Which, you, but I think <laughs> there definitely is a lane for that for sure. And I think yeah. it's important in in legalization it just might be a little too early like you, you're right like let's uh involve the consumer uh with the like ev- evolvement of the industry you know and of yeah. the plant itself and so if you start getting feedback like that then um i think that's just more and more powerful for your own data absolutely you know, you know and so that was my thing with the lava cake um, I ran with it for a few years as a legacy grower. Health Canada allowed me to bring it in with a whole bunch it's of new so genetics, nice. which was nice because at the time it was a bottleneck of genetics. Like everybody's growing pink kush. Everybody's growing the same type I of stuff. I spread the word about it. Yeah. You know, like all those pre-rolls you gave me? Yeah. I, like people come <laughs> over and I'm like, try this. And they're like, and we'll be talking and they'll be smoking. And then they'll be like, that, our buddy the other day, our neighbor came through and just got, gave him a couple. And he's like, 
That lava cake got me all lava. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Like, I love that. It's so nice. I love that. I love oh. that. <laughs> um, okay, no, I have a question because I didn't know up until um, this recently, I guess maybe in Lyft, that like seeds are a big deal. I feel silly saying yeah. that because it, it's, it's, it seems well known, but I, I didn't yeah. know because <laughs> I don't grow and I'm not educated at all in that yeah. sector. But so what, yeah, what's the pro, like your how, Walk you through the process. Yeah, please. I'd love to hear that. So when I was growing up, uh, my uncle was basically Richie Rich who ran the Ontario Seed Banks, the first seed bank in all of North America. Holy. He's in High Times Magazine. Whoa. You know, Richie took me under his wing when I was younger and you know, I wouldn't be here as much as with my mom. It's also Richie, I wouldn't be here without him. So shout out Richie. Shout out to, to, to Richie Rich. And Richie ran the seed bank, so I used to get my beans from Rich and pop them out, flour them, and I'd be like, wow, uh, for example, we had one called the Crinkle, which used to be some old biker strain from up at like Muscle Man Lake, Northern Ontario. Somebody yeah. found and somehow someone went, that's the cool stuff. Richie got it, I got it. I grew it out and I'm like, wow, this, this four out of 50 plants uh, is just doing so well. This one here switched its sex on us and, and seeded the rest of the lot because it has to be a female plant, right? Like if it has any male pollen, it's gonna just seed out your chronic. Mm. So I was like, what's going on? I didn't realize just being a, a novice grower that if you go from seeds, you're never gonna get consistency because each one is its own phenotype. It's right. like, uh, for example, my brother Cam, He's got blonde hair and blue eyes. I've got no hair and hazel eyes. We come from the same. We come from the same yeah. parents. So seeds. it's different phenotypes. You're not the same as your sister, yeah. even though you come from the same cloth, right? Yeah, so the DNA clone. is different. So you got a clone. So you got to pop your seeds. I didn't yeah, realize find, that's find which why ones you are clone. stable and then clone off of that mother plant. Wow. All of the little propagated cuttings that you take are now going to be relatively similar. I mean, they've taken one step further with plant tissue culture, which I think is the way to go. Um, oh. But it's basically identical plants. They all grow the same height. They all finish at the same time. And then that's why I'm able to produce 45 kilos of really good chronic that's all the same. It's consistent. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, you're going to get some buds that are purple and some buds that are brown and green. And it really depends on the flavonoids and just the phenotypic traits of the plants. Okay, so then um, question, when you clone and they grow, <laughs> um, uh, are all, do all the plants have the same uh, ones at the top that are at the bottom? Like the colas? <laughs> no, yeah. they get more light at the top, so they get bigger. No, I know. So you're going to so, bend them down so with that mesh. Normally what I'll do is, let's say, actually, I can walk you through this process because I'm just doing this process. Yes, I man. literally was doing cuttings grower today. Grower porn. Give us all, all the right. grower porn you can. So we just popped a whole bunch of new beans. We're doing a new pheno hunt. Sounds sexual. And when I do pheno hunts, I popped the bean, bud. I popped some beans. So, you know, yes. <laughs> part of my ebonics, yeah, I, yeah, I, I popped it. a bean. What I want to do now is, uh, let's say I got 15 new strains that I'm doing, and I pop four seeds of each strain. So at that point now, I've got 60 different plants that I'm going to grow out. Each one will be different from the other, even within the own strain. I'll let them grow out to a point where I could take cuttings off of them, take those cuttings, propagate them, get some roots, put them into veg, put them into flowering, and I'll match. This cutting came from this mum. And so what I'll do is I'll flower out the cuttings, and based on what results I find in the flowering room, if I go, you know what, cutting A from peanut butter breath didn't work out, cutting B did, I'll get rid of the mum 
of cutting A because she didn't make the cut. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom. You got to kill your baby sometime. That's it's a it. million heartbreaks, but, Aww. you know, it leads it leads to the one, right? You find that one mom that's stable, consistently puts out good product, uh, has all those phenotypic traits you go for, which for me is I'm all about the Terps. So I like finding things that are Terps. I like uh, cherry cola, you know, yes. coffee flavors. Um, so I'll go through that. And then, uh, yeah, once I go, okay, this is my mom, um, I'll get rid of the rest that I don't need. And then that mom is uh, treated very nicely for the rest of, you know, its entire life. Mm. And we take cuttings off of it and just go. And you don't use um, pesticides or anything? No. So I use uh, plant products out in Ancaster, Ontario. They send me beneficial insects, beneficial funguses. Nature. Nature. You know, my back, I'm environmental science at York University. Let's that was go. my background. Oh, nice. So, so I, how could you trespass what you know? I couldn't. And you know what? Like reading all these horror stories about, you know, farmers getting diseases and cancers and everything. Yeah, like fuck those chemicals. And so I just thought to myself, you know what? I can't. My one passion is sustainability. My other passion is cannabis. And I didn't want to have to lose one to get the other. So that's beautiful, man. You're, you're, you're doing a good balance of head and heart thinking. That's a beautiful yeah. flow you got. You know, our flowering room, I run it on geothermal. Um, I recycle all of can our you, cocoa. Can you explain geothermal for folks sure. who may be new? Yeah, so geothermal heating and cooling is basically using the ground as my heating and cooling source. So I have a well that goes down 100 feet down into a, the Aramosa aquifer. Yeah, actually, where our water comes from is where Nestle's uh, water plant is like 10 minutes down the road. So if you get a Nestle bottle of water, it comes from my neighborhood, and that's what my cannabis is grown with. Oh, so let's go. Our flow rate is like 100 gallons a minute. It's ice cold. It comes out at like 12, 11 degrees Celsius. It runs up into, I have three different geothermal units. Really, I could have used one, but I thought in the event that one fails, because I've had mechanical failures before, then, you know, I've got two others that can keep the room going while I fix it. So we broke them into wow. three units. You chill the room with water that's already cold from the ground. Yep. Wow. Cools my room. So I got 78 1,000 watt lights. That's 78,000 watts of heat. And if you yeah. convert watts to BTUs, I think it's like one watt is 3.42 BTUs. So hot as fuck. It's hot. <laughs> Layman's term, it's hot as fuck. But like right? it, is, it puts it together with the earthy vibe of, say, like even Jamaica, that like rainforesty, rich, dense. Like you understand how that heat benefits those plants going. It does. Through I their like to. I like to keep my uh, flowering room feeling like a warm Mediterranean night. Mm. where you know you could really be in there without a shirt you could be in there yeah. in your shorts it's, i would be it's it's nice you know like you're chilled out you're not mm. too cold not too hot and it depends on the on the flowering stage because at the end i freeze them out you know i'll uh you freeze them out i freeze out my plants like this is a little tip anybody wants to know like at the end of its life cycle i'll turn off the lights for about 48 hours and i'll run them on cold and that's how if you look at in nature why do <coughs> plants why do trees change colors it's because of the cold Right, so it's the same so thing with cannabis. So you push the nutrients to the edge like that. So, so what I do actually they're sweeter. Like fall leaves smell sweeter. It does, and and what happens though also is it's a natural finishing cycle. So my two strains, the lava cake and the dough, are both eleven weekers. Eleven. Weeks. The eleven weekers, yeah. So eleven. <laughs> so at week six, I cut them off all food. They get nothing but the water from this Aramosa aquifer. Flush them out every single day, and as they start drawing from their own leaves to support their systems. And then I freeze them out also, I get nice pinks and purple hues that are natural and not PGRs, plant growth regulators. Like people will add purples and pinks and stuff to try and, 
you know, enhance the look of the, of there, the pod. There's syrups. There's Kool-Aids for weed. <laughs> there's Kool-Aids for weed. Like, Whoa, I didn't know that. So I try and keep... That is I, so fucking I keep cool. it as environmentally natural as I can get. And so that means, yeah, I don't like pesticides. You know, I, I like beneficial insects. I like funguses. That what do drove you to care about? Because you said you even you have a degree, York University, with yeah. em, environmental science, as you said. Environmental sciences, yeah. So like... Yo, you are, you're, why were you passionate? You have to be passionate about that before you get educated about it. What was the driving force behind that? Do you say your background is Métis? Métis. Did you, did you scoop some game from? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I'm a very spiritual person. Uh, yeah. And when I talk about spiritual, I mean, like, uh, I, I believe that the trees have, have a spirit. The rocks have a spirit. You know, I'm, I'm very into sacred medicines, you know, like sage and sweetgrass and tobacco and cedar. I'm into the four directions. Like I try and learn as much as I can from my elders. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if it was one of those things I just inherited through my childhood. But when I was in grade 11. 11. 11. Here we go. It's going to be a common theme. It's going to be a common theme here. When I was in grade 11, I did uh, uh, the Bronte Creek Project was a project that uh, Halton District School Board was running at the time. And it's basically a nature school. You would go to this area that's you know talking about classroom beyond borders you'd be out in the woods and it would be identifying trees and learning sustainability and so at that time I started realizing that you know there's a lot of things that are happening in our world that are not sustainable and you get into like you know the time mm -hmm. when Al Gore was coming out with global warming and so there was all these things that kind of I got introduced my my nature we all had nature names you know so my Sick. nature my nature name was lightning lightning oh. lightning and if it's okay with you, I'd love to call you Lightning. You call me Lightning. Yes. All my all my old nature school friends, we all were, you know, there Le was. So it's gonna be Lightning. You were given that. Yeah, we got to pick our own names, and oh. so not only did we we pick our names, but I I just thought I almost meant it as enlightening, but it had to be something in nature, and so I just thought I'll just do Lightning because uh, I like to just. But you're create a flash. Lightning, you know? yeah. <laughs> you do create a flash. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I had my background in environmental school. Um, I think I was the first student in high school that ever got the environmental high skills major. It was uh, you had to finish up a university program that was uh, uh, environmental sustainability related, and you had to have a job. And so the job that I had, I was like 16 years old. I was working doing water box repairs, which if you know what water boxes. The front of your house, there's a little uh, thing that comes up in the grass. It's a little circular thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there's a little pipe inside. goes all the way down to a thing that shuts the water off to your house in case there's ever a flood or something. You have to have a municipality shut off. And so my job was to go around with the hydrovac truck. It was a no-dig truck. Suck up the dirt to like 15 feet below the ground and replace this stupid little cotter pin <laughs> that the developers had put in, but they didn't want to pay. You know, the developers, they like to cheap out. So... They didn't galvanize this pin, and so that then created Ron Crane at the time. He was a what the 70 fuck? I used to do 16? things with him. Sixteen. So I had to get You're so many doing hours. This, like important <laughs> shit. I was a busboy at sixteen. If I dropped a plate, it was over. I was operating the hydrovac truck, you know, and Jesus. And uh, yeah, so I used to fix those things, and it used to just click with me that why are why are we spending all like they were paying them a lot of money to right. do these things, right? And no, that's good business. Why are we doing this? It's not sustainable if all it is is a stupid little cotter pin that holds the rod in place. So if you turn it, it doesn't just keep turning. It's It's been stripped. And so I used to oh. think, like, why are they cheaping out on this stuff? It doesn't make sense. Now i got to dig everything up. and. Okay. So the 
That's when you cool, say man. when you say like I got this environmental program and I had this job that doesn't really align with me when you say I got like 29 suspensions and kicked out of school. What is going You're on? You're a genius, but not challenged in the right way. So you fuck around. I don't know. And the funny thing is, is my, my wife's a school teacher, but I had so many, I had so <laughs> yeah. many battles in my life were with school teachers. And I just feel like I can't do classrooms within borders. I have a hard time. It was, mm. a, it was a big thing even we're at so university. We're so the same like that. I learned more just being out beyond borders, there's so much to learn. And I think by doing it in borders, some of the teachers themselves lose that passion and drive. Sure. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're not reaching from flow. They're disconnected and they're not reaching the younger generation. They think, well, who the fuck are you? You don't even care about me. So, you know, that was my whole thing. It's hard not to become defensive no matter what the relationship, even if you're the yeah. superior. I wouldn't even graduate if it wasn't for my wife. At the time, she was like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you doing your homework? Why aren't you? So her and her friends. Study, study, kissy, kissy. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> so that was the whole thing. She helped me graduate. Oh. And, you know, that she was doing University of Toronto for political science. I was going up to York for environmental studies and... Yeah, we managed to stay through through that whole period of that. The twenties. That's impressive. Wow. That's very impressive. Through school and shit. Very nice. Congrats. That's huge, man. Congratulations. That's when beautiful. did you get married? Katya, right? Is that yep. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're, I got one of those Gene Simmons things where you know, like we're married without being married for fifteen years. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, like we, we know should, that. We absolutely a hundred percent know that. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Oh, when did you get married? I'm like. When I was 16 and I fell in love and that was it, you know, like I'm, yeah, I know. I'm done for life, you know. Yeah. And plus I was just a little bit of an anarchist too. Like what do I need a piece of paper written down to tell us we're together? Like fucking yeah. right, dude. Yeah, you guys you know? definitely would have been friends in high school. <laughs> so many parallels. Smoker's pit. And I, <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't have. I've made like those fucking guys. Yeah, no, we would have been the homies for sure. When he wouldn't have talked to us. When he had to grow into trusting us and yeah. being okay with uh, coloring outside the lines. But, it, you know, it, on that note, it takes a, a special balance of giving yourself a disciplined, hey, disciplined stoner you are, a disciplined demand, creating your own structure, or else it's just chaos. So, you know, we like to color outside the lines, but we're still coloring. You know, like we have a vision. It's like just because it's like whatever the fuck you gave me and you said I had to make this image. No, yeah. I want to make this image. So exactly. For kids like us, I always mourn the school system. Like not a good teacher and not education, but the school system often fails kids like us who got a special genius who want to express in a way that's not acceptable. And it's like, ooh, and teachers are in a weird position because they can't fucking go ahead and no. write their own non-approved curriculum. And, you know, so it's like weird shit's going on. Well, the whole, it's like you said, the whole school system is to put you into this box for it's conformity. It's indoctrinating you to society, yeah. And, you know, like I always grew up with like, I knew about the residential schools and the impacts that that yeah. have had and it's like yes. so I had a, I had a hard time conforming into the box because I used to think like you know you forced this conformity on you know my family back in the day and it's like now what like I'm supposed to sit here in school and, and, and again believe you and, and trust you and, as yeah well? you know what I mean so yeah I had a, I had a bit of a hard time with that but you grow past these things too you know like at the end of the day you start I started realizing that university open-minded critical thinking and taking on other people's, like we were talking about earlier, like my perspective is different from yours. And the only way that I can kind of grow my own understanding of the world around us, where it's such an interconnected thing, is to just talk and listen to each other. Yes, right? share stories. That's how we learn. Yeah. You can, um, <clears throat> 
there's this book I like to read on here often called The Art of Living. And it, it, it's like the art of teaching and, or no, the art of reading. Hold for the plane. I like it. Yeah, it's the art of reading. It's nice with the background, right? It's like oh, dude, this is gonna look so good. It's gonna yeah. be the best looking one, yeah. Um, the art of reading is like, yeah, you can uh, you can take so, you can start at the top of like hundreds of lives, like lives lived, you know, all the way through with their wisdom in a book. And if you listen to their stories effectively, or if you get game from a community or family member or culture, like. Um, you know, you can you can take things further. You can like you can carry on as opposed to have to start from scratch. And we're all gonna learn our own lessons anyway. But yeah, there's huge power in that, man. That's beautiful. I just got nice and high. I, it just hit me too. Yeah, I don't know. I just like for I'm like I the relaxation down the neck, shoulders, everything. The lava cake. That's what we be smoking, right? That's what these free rolls are. That's the lava cake. You know, it's funny. We just I did one of those live Instagram videos the other day. And I. I have no clue what I'm doing when I do them. I'm so glad that you're doing them. And L came on, and it was just like, I don't know what happened, but we, we left this plane. <laughs> yeah. We were on a whole different plane altogether, you know? Yeah. Like, talk yeah. about zoning out. Like, we were just talking about so much stuff, like spirituality and life, that it just, you know, I was super stoked to come on here today. Like I said, this was my big thing where I was, uh, I've so, never done, I've never done a pod like this, you know? Yeah. So. Welcome, bro. What are you, are, is there something? Welcome to the medium to big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> is there something that you're currently uh, working on uh, spiritually that you ha kind of have in the back pocket, working on, figuring yeah, out, um, exploring? Yeah, there's a few things. I mean, some of them, some of them I wish I could go into greater detail, but it would take forever to go into. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, know. that's a personal question. Yeah, it's, oh, a very, yeah. it's a very good question, though, because, like I said, uh, I'm very connected. Well, I'll, I'll just put it this way. I'm very connected with the trees on my property. You know, like, I look at some of the 200-year-old maples, and not only do I think, like, it's such an old spirit on, in this tree mm. that's provided so much life all around it, but then I like to think, like, where my family was when this tree was just a little sapling, you know, and everything that this tree has seen. And so without going into too much spirituality, like I, I, I'm very connected with, I love that with what's around me and my biota, you know, like everything. So I'm, I'm big into farming and gardening, right? So I'm always out, I'm surrounded by nature all the time. Yeah. There's a special connection when you listen to the pace of nature. Trees help ground me. They're larger than us. They've been here for longer. There's a deep, just, um, we, do you know the, the concept of the Tao? No. Um, <clears throat> it's, a, it's like essentially what Buddhists subscribe to. And it's like time and space before time and space like the under the, the black matter say the light matter is what is manifest and the black matter is what is yet to manifest like pre-thought like all of like the Tao, just to be one with what is essentially in the deepest sense in the most rooted sense of being with acceptance essentially all of the wisdom leads to that but a, a tree seems to be the physical manifestation of that essence for me when i hug a tree or i take off my shoes and i i, I you ground yourself we saw Deepak Chopra and he said that that's what he does as soon as he gets off the plane. And I was like, okay, yeah. if he does, it, I'm doing it. So, you know, you can feel like 
the deep, like you can almost connect to the Akashic records, it feels. You know what yeah. I mean? There's something in the earth that sends a signal to a tree that it just like is so Any, any chance I get, I get, I tell my daughter, go and put your hand on the tree mm -hmm. and just stop for 60 seconds. You know, kids, 60 seconds is like 60 minutes, right? <laughs> so I'm not gonna punish her and be like, take five minutes because she would just die. But I, I tell her, go put your hand on the tree and just close your eyes and just sit there for a minute, you know, 60 seconds and just breathe. And uh, so You're teaching her to meditate. Well, you know, yeah, it's it's. I guess it's a meditation. Yeah, I guess you know, like a, I breathe, used to. I like I like That's writing journals, sitting in nature. Do you meditate? I meditate. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I try and meditate. Well, that's that whole cognitive behavioral therapy. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. Being able to tune everything off because I've got a bad habit where I'm a workaholic. I'll work, and then I'll come home and I'll think about work, and it goes hand in hand with being a business owner too. But uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a workaholic, so. I've really I, been trying to force myself to put that phone down and stop making assets and shit while I'm fucking watching movies into yeah. the night. Like, it's wow. easy. You haven't it's been easy successful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just to remind you, you haven't been that successful. I've been killing it's you. Nice you're yeah. welcome. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's nice to hear you're working on it, though. Step by step. Well, it's one of those things that, you know, it you can fall into that rabbit hole so easily. and. You know, I got to the point where I'm working all day, I'm talking about it all night, and then I'm dreaming about it too. And yeah. so you have to be able to have a way to just tune it off. <coughs> you gotta let it go. You but, have but to let it go. Also, all of this momentum that you've put behind it, and we feel the same about the podcast, it's cool. We're like in a, in a bubbling stage where it's like, oh, things are starting to manifest, and that's exciting because I've been holding it in mental space for so long that it's making its way to physical matter. like. You're here, like you're like from like doing this and legacy, and now like this is on you know this is on the OCS, and you're on Discipline Stoners. Like these things are like winking, saying good job, nice focus, it's working. You know what? Uh, I've just been doing what my mom's been telling me: just put it in the light. You know, just mm. just put it in the light, and just you know, you're worth it. It's unlimited abundance out there. Just don't limit yourself. Don't ever feel ground down. That it's like you know, I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve this. And, you know, she said, just put it in the light, just stay positive. That's that whole cognitive behavior theory. I, for me, it went hand in hand. I'm able to go, you know what? They're not going to reject me. You know, like the, I'm just going to stay positive. I'm going to meet good people. It's just going to be good vibes. And just putting that all out there and trying to trying to just be myself and at the same time. Happens. You <laughs> really do, man. You shine. You sh you're shining out there. It's Honestly, there's, I, I said it the other day. Like, I just think I can feel it. You can feel it from you. It's just like, I just think it's going to blow up. It is. I think like you're so it, much it heart is. that people are craving people in this need industry. That personality. Yeah. You guys going to make me blush. Huh? <laughs> Good, you should. Bro, no. it's bring it to the light with lightning. That's of it. <gasps> That's the title. I just wrote just it in my put head. It, yeah, put it. Keep it with lightning, man. Like, so. Bring it in. It's light. yeah. It's it's been it's been a lot, but uh, you know, I want to. You popped on the other day. Mm -hmm. I said I feel honestly like I feel like a kid in the. You ever do those lazy rivers at the water park where you're just lounging? Oh yeah. And wherever you go is oh, where you go, and you know, like I'm gonna end up to where I'm supposed to be. That's honestly how I feel. <laughs> is I just feel like I'm just floating down the lazy river and I'm surrendered and love it. Levin said something to me at Lyft because I seen you guys right there at the end of the day. I, I turned the corner. I'm about to leave the booth for the first time. And who do I see? Yeah. And, I, and it's so funny. I said uh, the night before I was having dreams. Like I said, I dream about work and stuff. And you guys popped into my dream on Thursday night before we went to the Lyft. And I swear to God, I knew I was going to see you. <laughs> and I turned the corner for the first time, and all I see is just 
huge smiles and hearts coming down the laneway. And I just was like, I can't believe it. We're coming to find you, man. Man, but you said something to me that I, I really didn't even think about it. Just going through the motions. And sometimes it's hard to put stuff into words and, like, you know, uh, give myself at least, I don't know, definitions in my head. And I just said, I, I honestly feel like I'm just... <coughs> I'm just surrendering to whatever the universe has got for me mm. is what I'm doing. And you know what you said? So you've discovered faith. And yes, I just sir. was thinking to myself, mm. you know, I, yeah, I guess so. Like, I, I'm just floating down the river. Wherever I end up is where I'm supposed to be. Mm. I want good vibes. Keep it in the light. And just positivity. That's my whole thing right now. It's just God, positive. God said that Let's to go. you through me. I don't even remember saying that. I was on mushrooms that day a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was dropping knowledge on boomers. <laughs> it was such a beautiful moment, too, where he just said, and I remember, we were just like eye contact. It's like, yeah, because you are so fully successfully living in faith. And like, that's the magic of working with the universe is taking that step forward and then knowing that some magical ground is going to form under you as you land to hold you steady, to work towards your vision. Characters will come in your life. Opportunities will come. Damn sometimes you get inspired to do a bunch of hard work and that's the chapter you're currently supposed to fulfill. But as long as you keep listening and like mm. moving in belief, yeah. something cool is going to happen. Cool. I, I, I don't know if it's what you're wishing for, but something cool will happen. You know, my mom even said to me, and, and this resonated with me too, that sometimes in life things aren't going to work out because they're going to lead you to the thing that does work out. Come on. You know, and so even if at the end of the day, you know, I'm putting it all out there that, you know, Primo, I ha I'm, it's going to blow. It's going to do great. And because that's how I'm just keeping it with. But even in the event that it doesn't, look at it. I got to meet such cool people. I got to, you know, vibe with everybody. I've made so many contacts. I've better. My life's quality has gone up, you know. Yeah. And so no matter what happens, it's going to lead me to where I'm supposed to be. Quality of life. Shout out your mom. Yeah, seriously. She, uh, we, we want to have her on the podcast. Respect. What is her name? Are you okay saying your name? Yeah, yeah, my mom's Brenda. Brenda. Shout out Brenda. Brenda had a baby and it's a beautiful one. Yeah. And thank you for putting this one on earth. Wow, Brenda. We're sure your other kids are great too. Yeah, Do you have brothers? Right. I've got an older brother. Are those the hockey players? So my mom's second cousins are Wayne and Keith. Primo. <laughs> Primo from the Montreal Canadiens. And aren't they tough guys? Pretty tough, you know. They're... Like, that sounds like the fucking Bash Bros from uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> the, yeah, there was a... Uh... Like, that's the vibe I would got off. Some of the hockey fans in the comments when we were live streaming were like, oh, Primo boys. And I was like, that's a reputation you can't fake. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. When we got our nutrient barrels, I ordered them out uh, from Kingston. And when they showed up, right on the barrel, it says, attention to Keith Primo, right? And I started laughing because I was thinking, oh, my gosh. You know, it's a, it's a small community. Like, That's so funny. My European ancestors, like the Primo family, they've been here since, like, 1695. Like they've Whoa. Been moved, yeah, like, we're talking about, like, at least nine generations. Okay. And even on, yeah, and even on my, my you know, my mom's <coughs> father's side, the McDonald's side, so I take my mom's name, you know, mm -hmm. and... Uh, 
That's so nice. Yeah, you know, the McDonald's have been here the five generations of farming out in Cornwall. The family farm always went to the firstborn son. Right, so so you're a farmer originally, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's was... why we rocked our overalls today in, in respect <laughs> to the farming. Nobody sent me the notice or I would have <laughs> I got changed and all dolled up to come out. No, you're, I could have just worn what I was wearing at the John Deere dealership. Nah, you should be repping. You should be repping. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, but, uh, I come from a farming background. I was born and raised in Wingham, Ontario, a little tiny town out in nowhere. <laughs> Grew up in Mount Forest, you know, like I said, my, my family's been farming in Cornwall forever. My grandparents were on the cheese and butter board, you what? know, in Cornwall. Yeah, we're, but while, and butter board. while all this has been going on. I'd love a cheese and butter board. Cannabis Damn. pairs really nice with cheese and butter. And so cannabis <laughs> has always been around. Oh, it's word. always been around. So it's one of those things that is funny. I was talking to O'Neill from Cannabis Related. He was like, when's the first time you interacted with cannabis? Like you realized it. Yeah. And. I'm like, you know what? It's one of those things. I've always known the smell. I've always, and it's always been like, you know, the farmers, they like drinking, right? They like at the end of the day, they put their tobacco spit in and they're drinking and doing their thing. Mm -hmm. And it was the same thing with cannabis. It's just they weren't handing it cannabis out to kids. It's just like they weren't getting the kids drink their Molson's Canadian or whatever they were drinking. But, yeah, cannabis has always been a part of my life. It's been a part of my family. It's, you know, I That's must have beautiful. more. beautiful. I must have more cannabinoid receptors in my body than the no, average person. Like, I don't know. It's so good that you have such a healthy relationship with it. It really comes through and you're really on time for the normalization. Not just the acceptance or the allowance of cannabis, <clears throat> but the normalization of it. And like for you just to have that deep family story and like for it to feel and represent your mom that's such a luxury and sharing that perspective really helps move things in a in a good direction because i came from like my dad sneak smoking it in the bathroom and my mom you know being overseas with cocaine and champagne and that being okay and then like my dad is like judged for smoking pot chilling out when he gets home after work like that's so bizarre how harsh it was was condemned and fucking go figure a bunch of passive stoners are like accepted it like okay but it's like no bitch this is like a total like beautiful normal flowy part of life and uh yeah the more we accept the normalization of it the better so thank you for sharing those vibes it's that moment when <clears throat> Like when you say like, oh, I got way too drunk last night and everyone's cool with that. Everyone has like accepted yeah. that. Like, yeah. oh, fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, great. That, you blacked out. Like the, that, but that moment when you're like, I got way too high last night. And then everyone's like, yeah, whoa, yeah. crazy. You know, like that'll be the moment where it's like normalized, <laughs> I feel. When the stigma is gone. <laughs> Do you ever get way too high? Oh, I get stupid high. You know what? But it's uh, not way too high. I've gotten too oh, high. I've gotten way too high. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten way too high. You know, uh, yeah. when when my wife got pregnant with my daughter, I was like 24. And wow, was like, you're so mature. I was smoking. I was yeah. smoking a pound a month. Literally, that's what I used to smoke. And I was bonging it all day. I used to change, you know, change the bong water, brush my teeth at the same time. Wow. You know? <laughs> and uh, I used to do, well, like I said, I was doing university. And I was going talking with these professors. I used to think to myself, like, I wonder if they know how high I am right now but when we had my daughter I'm like okay I can't I can't keep this up you know like so I quit smoking cold turkey whoa and I went for like two years of just finding who I am without cannabis and I found out I was you know I like myself with cannabis better <laughs> yep. but you know I thought I'm gonna get back to it so I 
I found my old bong that's been, you know, That is the most healthiest away. shit. That's exactly in the description of what's the discipline stoner, someone who can keep a pulse on the relationship with the plant. Sometimes that's you it. can put it down. It's hard to put it down, believe me, but I found my old bong and I'm like, okay, kids are asleep, my wife's asleep. I sneak out to the garage, I do my thing of smoke. And I knew I had like T minus five minutes to get my water, my munchies and get where I needed to go because and I put this movie on called The Comedian with Robert De Niro as a stand-up comedian. Oh, of yeah. all weird movies that, that oh, I, yeah. Of all the weird movies I watched, that's the one I watched. And that I swear to God, movie. it was as long as Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I think I turned oh, it off. Totally. It, was, it is very long. Yeah. I swear to God, I must have watched like, you know, the, the Fellowship of the Ring. It was, it was like three some, some the whole trilogy. And I got so high I felt like someone's brushing the side of my face. Like, don't I don't recommend if you're gonna get back on. Smoke a joint. And yeah, you build it up. A bowl. Man, that's like Je you seen Jesse, right? Blast Jesse off. did this video where he smoked. He didn't ever smoke flour. He smokes the dough for the first time, and he smokes it with a bong and he shotgunned it. <laughs> and I thought you're braver than I am, man, because I wouldn't even bomb yeah. it right Jesse now. Jesse Paul, yeah, yeah. Man. sweetheart. Yeah, I know that was fun. Yo, so tell us about the dough. Okay, so the dough. Yeah, I got into the lava. The dough's got a real special place for me. So. Really dough? I like the dough. It does. But the reason we why got Puff Mama fucking high on I the dough. I saw that. That now that was something that I put on my belt. You know, like even when I went to Niagara Falls and you know we did the expo out there. It fucked her up. And Afro Man was there, and I was like, I, you know, I've been Afro listening Man to Afro legend. Man. I've been listening to Afro That's Man crazy. since I was like yeah, 14, Doom. growing weed. Doom. Yeah, oh, you know, it was so good. Ooh. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. He's so good. I, I, so I was up on a panel doing my thing. And they invited me up to talk about craft versus commercial. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my first panel. So I went mm. up and decided, you know, I'll just be myself. And it was great. By the time I got off out the panel, though, this lineup had formed to see Afro Man. And it was like whew, so far up. But I got to go backstage because I'm like, you know what? Fuck, I've got, That's I've you. got my stuff. I'm going to go out and go see him. So I went. And I got this video of him cracking open the dough, yes. and he didn't want to give the jar back. He was like, he's so cool too how he smells it. He starts like doing this shoulder roll, like, you know, normal person would just smell it, right? No, nah, he's, he's, vibing. he's vibing, and he was like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is it. So the dough's got a real special place. Puff, yeah. Puff Mama, that was another one. And you couldn't take that jar back from Afro Man. Man, he had a, the chalice. <laughs> you know, he's got the chalice. Yeah. The underneath it's got a lid to go in a mason jar. Oh. oh my so god, he's got that's the so jar of weed, fun. You know, like, that's brilliant. Oh, he's the coolest. Like I said, I, I was geeking on my wife's like, Shout if out I hear, Afro Man. My wife's like, if I hear Afro Man one more time, you're going to sleep on the couch because, <laughs> you know, I used to listen to uh, Selling Your Dope and all this, al you know, his old Cold albums. Yeah, that's Cold cute. Guys, like, you know, anybody listening, like, Afro Man was the original guy, you know, rapping about the cannabis. Guy. Yeah. Red, Red Man and Afro Man. I oh, yeah. come on. They were so good. And so, be real. The dough. When we got licensed, we we're like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do some crossing, do a phenol hunt. Let's just make a really fun first grow. And so my best friend's uh, Brent, he does function genetics. Uh, Brent bred the lava cake, which is a Canarado genetic, with Samoa, and Samoa consists of. Do <sighs> I mean it gets so high? Uh, <laughs> Samoa consists of forum cut face off Kush and thin mint cookies again. And oh, you fuck with shit. the thin mint cookies. Big time. I love the thin mint. So I because love the thin mint. because it had twice that thin mint cookies, this strain we called the dough. 
right? It was like a cookie dough where like we got to call it something hype and, and represent the, all the thin mint cookies in it. So we called it the dough and it came out at, I mean, our phenol hunt was awesome. The first one we did, I ended up finding three that I really liked. Um, what was the third? So there was, first time we ever did this, I got two cuts that we did. Um, Brent gave me one that was this beautiful, like perfectly structured, physical plant. It was so good. That's actually this one here, this phenol. And we used to call it the version A. He gave me another one was this short, weird, three-fingered, you know, leaf. It was all twisted up. And so I was learning about phenols at the time. And I'm like, what do you mean they came from the same mom and dad? Why are they so different? And then I realized that you ever see that movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny Danny DeVito? DeVito. One got all the good genetics. The other one didn't. So I used to call that one the Danny. And this one was the Arnold, (laughs) right? (laughs) I can see and so that's what we ran with. I ran with this. So when we did our other phenol hunt, we did a big one just to see like the A was so good, but we got the Ani. Oh, the dough is the Ani. I thought, well, let's find something else. Maybe, you know, you might top it. And so I had found version I, we did version A to Z. Wow. Version I came back at 19% THC, 3.8% terps, mm. twice the weight of all the other plants. It was a cherry, Chunky. like uh, like a real cherry Ooh. cola smell. Like it was Ooh. so nice. We love but scary. I got rid of the mum because at the time, uh, provincial distributors weren't even considering anything 20 and under. I know. They're nuts. Oh, you got 4, it's, 4% it's terp? It's about fucking THC, guys. It's about the terpenes. They were like, oh, you got 4% terps? Yeah, who cares? Uh, it's 19%. Next. Yeah. What else do you got? And That's so, it so just, silly. It just didn't make sense for us to keep it. Now I'm like, why? Because it was some of the best smoke. I've ever had, oh. and I'm like, why? Damn. We should have just kept the mum, anyways. But again, how? Why are you, you going to keep it? You're not. It's farming. You're not going to keep a cow that's not producing. I'm sorry. Like, it sounds cruel and everything, but that's how farmers operate. They can't afford. Yeah, that farmers makes don't sense. make a lot of money. They can't afford to keep livestock that's not doing anything for them. You know. So not that I agree yeah, you with it. Got to make but, those decisions for sure. But it was the same thing with the eye. I just couldn't keep it. So we ended up with the A, the A, and it came back at like 26. uh, I had done two batches, a 25, a 26 uh, percent THC, 3 percent terp, myrcene limonene dominant. And it's just such a nice combination of the mom and dad, the lava cake and the Samoas. And so it's got a real special place for me because it's that myrcene is like someone's holding your hand on the first day of school. Peppery. Very nice. It's got a very cakey, Mm. cakey thing to it because of that cookies. Um, but the limonene is so uplifting. So if I'm going to be doing some creativity today, that's the one that I'm going with. That's a, yeah, yeah. I like fucking like rhyming and recording on this. Like I will do that. Yeah. So. I think the lab has got us all. <laughs> I'm high as fuck. <laughs> well, this that's good awesome. news. <laughs> if you, uh, are we? I mean, I'm chilling. <clears throat> um, I, I had this sentient. Eleven has a hard time saying adios. Yeah. Because I had this sentient moment when we were just talking, and I was like, we were all looking forward to this so much. And now we're, uh, it's almost, it's like, it's, it's, almost done. it's, it's on the other it's de- side. It's of definitely on the other side of having its complete expression. Yeah. At least yeah. for the first time. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're going to yeah. keep updating. That's basically, yeah. I need to land there because I'm really enjoying when uh, when we're just flowing through <clears throat> as consciousness observing reality together that's a really nice thing we'll have to do this again yeah and i'm a lo- i'm a local guy you know i'm just in guelph ontario like aaron so i'll come out anytime 
Excellent. Appreciate that. You know, I tell all my local plugs. I literally, like I said, we launched on Monday. I decided I got to hit up all my hometowns first. Retail tour. That's it. I tell everybody, I'm the, like, when I walk in, they're like, Oh, great. Another, another rap. rap. Yeah. Another rap. With and a I, fucking frisbee. Oh, yeah, with a fucking frisbee, right? So I got to walk, because I walk in, I'll nope. work. You get Wallace yeah. with a briefcase. I come out with the briefcase, right? And as soon as I crack it open, people are, and I And doobie snacks. I like telling people, I'm the grower. I, you know, like, Primo, I got to lead. Primo's my mom's main name. We're not corporate. We're independent. I'm, I grow 15, 20 minutes away from you guys. Like, we're the closest ones to you. And then as soon as I get past that wall where it's like, oh, you're not a corporate rep, just here to like push something. Yes. I'm just here to like make connections and you know, like, and, hey, if in the end of the day, you're gonna buy some lava in the dough, great, because it's excellent products. You're gonna have customers coming back, but more importantly, I'm grassroots. I do all the farmer's markets in town. Look at Wolverine here. Do you ever, do you ever okay. pull the Wolverine on him? Just pull up and be like, bam, and just let them each take one? Man, that, I'm gonna do that. You know, like, do, do the candlelight, uh, mantle candlelight. Get them each to light their own and then the take can, it. The candelabra, just light them all up. <laughs> okay, so Ontario, go to your local dispensary Get that and primo. ask for Primo. And if they don't have it, request that they bring it in. Yeah, it's Let's delicious. get this shit this, popping. This lava cake has been my go-to. And yeah, I constantly want it in rotation. Yeah, and where else do we find you? Yeah. Uh, we just did a submission with SQDC, so we'll be coming into Quebec. Nice. nice. My, my, the only reason we even broke through that fifth wall was uh, my wife's a French immersion teacher. So if, you know, it's a good thing she studied French because, yeah, nice. it's, it's hard to get in there. If you're not speaking French right off the hop, they're just going to maybe push <laughs> you aside. Yeah, really? Yeah. You, if you're not if you're not speaking Francophone, you're you're done. Oh, you're cooked. No way. Yeah. You need a French I, plug catch, rep. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be straight up. I called them. And then as soon as I was like, oh, no, parlez Francais, they just like it went dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and yeah. then my wife called it. It was great. And then after that, it's like all the documents are English. But oh, as long as you man. show respect, you know, then. What? Wow, what wow, a what a mafia. <laughs> what a mafia mentality. That's good just, to know. Just a you just gave such good intel. Thank you. Find someone who speaks French. Hey, even for the first five minute phone call, find someone who speaks French because they'll get your foot in the door with them. Oh, that's so good to know. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, we may not be launching with them after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, come on. They we can blank it out. You know what? To be honest, though, my whole thing is because we're local and we're small enough, we could just. I could survive off to just OCS in our local neighborhood, right? So that's the whole thing. Smoke local, grow local, and yeah. be local. I love that, man. Is there any final words you'd like to give to anyone wherever they are on their life journey? Yeah, it's funny. This, the disciplined stoners. But to my wife, she'll tell you, she'll back everybody up on this. I always call you guys the discipled stoners <laughs> because every time I listen to you guys, I swear to God, I'll be working, I'm doing my thing, I'm in my zone. And sometimes, you know, when you're farming, you're doing this industry, get used to your shadow. You know, like your shadow is your only friend. You're here by yourself a lot of the times. And so I'll tune on when I see the live, I come on and I call you guys the discipled stoners because I, I honestly, and when I listen to it after, I'm like, that's right, that's right. And I always leave on a higher plane. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we gotta change it to the disciple stoners, but I Yo. like the disciplined stoners. I'm, ha I mean, I'm just super happy you guys invited me out. Like I said, it's my first time doing a pod like this. 
I'm a grower. Thanks. I'm comfortable in the grow room, but I, I just got a mad respect and love for you both. Thank you, man. I appreciate you so much. Your check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for anybody who doesn't know, go on to Prime Video and look up Christmas by Chance yeah. because <laughs> Winnie and Ralphie are in that movie, and it's cool as hell. Eleven might make a little um, cameo a as well. Cameo, I get an upgraded extra roll. Well, were you there when you were skating around the Christmas tree? No. 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 No, no. he did decide though to because he was Ralph's handler. Mm -hmm. He did decide to creepily stare for my um, kissing scene <laughs> at the end of the movie uh, in a corner. So I just saw like half of his face I as I was going in to kiss my scene partner. So that's a, it's the first time I've called it out. So we might uh, have to talk that out afterwards. No, but, for sure. Uh, no, I love that. I can definitely own that. I'm like. Uh, it was I, three years ago. I thought I was strong enough. <coughs> like, you know? it, like it's been three years? Since yes. you shot that? Yes. Yeah, yes. and then since I made that decision. But yeah. He didn't talk to me in the Uber ride home. In, in, in hindsight, <laughs> I didn't emotionally process that very well. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was a and cool show. And I think show. you said uh, something along the lines of, like, you're gross. <laughs> or like. All right, slow down. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, that felt cathartic. Yeah, hey, listen, I'm sorry I brought up the movie. <laughs> yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it was a it was a great movie. No, that was me testing my will. I'm like, I can look at this as art, and then it's like, huh, that's someone kissing your wife. Uh, no, don't think of it like that. It's art. Uh, and you're like, oh, this sucks. And then it's like, let's do that one more time. And then that's like ten times you hear that, and you're just like, it's like the love You're of my torturing life yourself. is sucking face with someone else, and that's I don't know why I put myself through that. And it was like I'm like I thought I was better than this. I thought I was stronger than this. It's but okay. No, but thank you for putting me on blast about it with our friend. <laughs> we all got to be honest and vulnerable. Go check out Primo <laughs> on Instagram. Get them in your local store. That's Subscribe for sure. to our channel. Comment. Like. Uh, I don't know, do those things for us. It helps, <laughs> please. Yeah, share this with a friend and get real high and share stories just like we just did. Yeah, St and be light from, oh, from Mama Brenda. Lightning, bless Mama Brenda, thank you. Bye. Hey, 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 hey. Smoke, Smoke weed, weed every day. day. Yeah! <laughs> That's so epic that like that, that is a thing that, that must feel so epic to make us discipline stoners what's your discipline you a stoner that's cool so are we i'm high a lot it's weird to finally say that with pride i'm high a lot being high has helped me with my anxiety it's helped my social skills well, it's helped me feel okay about my shitty social skills. It doesn't make my social skills better, but it sure does make sitting in that awkward moment in a social interaction a lot more bearable. You know, that moment where no one in the group has anything left to say, and you desperately want to yell at all of them to just say something? Being high makes that hilarious and not torture. It's 11 from Angertown. This plant just helped me chill out. Found focus. 
newfound confidence. All of a sudden, I was productive, less protective, more progressive. Yeah, we talk about stuff like I'm a next sommelier, but this is about a medicine, baby. We wish everyone a mindful life. It's been a helpful tool for us. Whatever the route to peace, each individual's journey. And the more we communicate, maybe we can all help each other out. Love and light. Welcome to Discipline Stoners Podcast. With your host, Eleven. And my name is Winnie. And we are the gateway drug to mindfulness. collage of all the times like a brilliant person has said like it's medicine cannabis is a gift from mother earth cannabis helped to heal me those natural medicines that we use to help to heal us and of course they have this euphoric effect or can it's an alternate natural way <laughs> of healing and I just think it's so beneficial and there's so many good properties to be. I mean, that's the only difference in my life is I've added cannabis. The amount I've changed and the way our family has evolved and our relationships with my adult sons and everything, mm. like just all through cannabis has been, it's been amazing. It's part of my life. Like you said, you really can't separate me and uh, the cannabis plant. I use it medically. Yes. I have fibromyalgia, diagnosed with fibro very, very young. And I use, um, cannabis to treat my fibro very effect effectively. It was through um, an event that caused her major anxiety that I got her to take a few puffs. Yeah. And it, it helped. Yeah. Right? So, so you know, from being up here to being able to cope. You know, we've got naturopathic medicine and natural health products that rely on hundreds of years of traditional use. Yes. You know, both cannabis and mushrooms technically fall under. Yes. Um, if you can keep it at that sweet spot and it's in a healthy way, I yeah. feel like that's yeah. that's <clears throat> it's it's medicine. That's it. Yeah, I it's, think it's medicine. You, you have to like yeah. check in with your life that's and be like, I felt like it complemented my personality. Yeah. Almost. Good answer. It's okay to use cannabis as their medicine. Mm -hmm. They no longer deserve to be in classrooms and here that they're using drugs mm. and they're bad. When this is medicine that is saving their lives. Yes. I mean, I would never put anything on the market that I wouldn't give to my mom or my grandfather. Those strains are fantastic for pain management, nausea. This helps like oh. with pain management. And I feel fantastic. Like, like I feel great. Um, do so I attribute good. it to cannabis and cannabis oil? Absolutely I do. Relationship to cannabis right now is um, beautiful, growing, uh, most probably everlasting. I think this is medicine. Dude, 120%. I've got ADD and I would, I'd use cannabis to help kind of focus me in and kind of turn things off. Like, it very much is medicine. It was medicinal for me. It was, it was like taking a medicine because it, that's how it worked. You'd be out in the woods and it would be identifying trees and learning sustainability. And so at that time I started realizing that, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening in our world that 
are not sustainable. And you get into like, you know, the time when Al Gore was coming out with global warming. And so there was all these things that kind of, I got introduced, my, my nature, we all had nature names, you know, so my, nat my nature name was Lightning. Lightning! Oh, Lightning. 